on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared. And gentlemen, we are on the precipice of what I'm expecting to be an ugly week six slate. I think a lot of the games are nothing to be excited about, but that does not stop the grind, and there is just as much money as there always is to win. So as usual, we are going to go position by position and break down all of our favorite plays for both cash games and GPPs, as well as some potentially tournament winning stacks you can deploy at low ownership. But before we get into any of that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast? You could support the DFS Dose by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. We're currently around 85 followers. We're trying to hit that 100 follower mark. Uh, We might do something when we hit that. And then you can also go ahead and follow us on Instagram at the DFS Dose. And then you can also subscribe on iTunes at the DFS Dose as well. So usually we start at quarterback, but I think that this week, deservedly, we need to start at running back because the entire slate, in my opinion, is going to come down to one decision. And that decision is, are you going to invest 25% of your 50K DraftKings salary into Todd Gurley? at 10k hell no hell no the first answer joey explain i am not paying ten thousand dollars for one player it's just that simple i don't care who you are no that's enough that that's all i gotta say let me tell you a little bit about <laughs> why i think that Gurley is a good play this week the broncos have allowed the second most rushing yards per game in the league 134.2 per game todd Gurley is the only skill position player through the first five weeks to have a touchdown in every single game. He hasn't scored under 25 points yet this season on DraftKings, and the Broncos are coming off of a game last week where they surrendered over 300 yards on the ground to Bilal Powell and Isaiah Crowell. You could not be in a better spot for Todd Gurley. I guess you could if they were at home, but I'm not worried at all about that with Todd Gurley the most consistent player in the NFL right now uh, from a skill position standpoint. Um, I don't think you could possibly go wrong. And with a week where I think that there aren't a lot of safe bets, I think I might be willing to pay up for one of the few safe bets on the slate. What do you think, Jared? The only way I could get myself to do that is if Ronald Jones is declared the starter in Tampa. With them too, that gives you, fi- you 5000 per player. What's Ronald Jones' price? 3900 against the worst team against running backs in the whole league. I think that there's enough value out there, though, um, with or without Ronald Jones. And, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't be playing – this is strictly cash, by the way, I should clarify. I mean, in GPPs, I think getting away from Gurley's a good, uh, sensible decision. But, I mean, in GP or in cash games specifically, I mean, I think there's quite a bit of value out there. Devontae Freeman is looking to be doubtful for this week. So Tevin Coleman at 5.4 is a good value. Um, Fournette is already ruled out again, so TJ Yeldon is going to be a three-down back, although he has been priced up, and we can get to that. But um, just no chance for you, huh, Joe? You, you're, are you going to be paying up for, for like, McCaffrey, Gordon this week um, in, the, in the lower 8K range? Yeah, I would definitely uh, uh, pick one of those two guys as my uh, RB1. And then I saw this tweet from... Adam Levitan, um, running backs who have been over 10,000 and what they did. And I'm looking at this chart, and only one running back has scored over their expected point total when they're over $10,000 on DraftKings. And that was um, Le'Veon Bell in 2017 against the Dolphins. And the last running back to be priced over 10000 was Le'Veon Bell in 2017 against... The Patriots, of course. He he was projected to score 28.6 points, and he scored two points that week at 27% ownership. So, yeah, I'm off Gurley. The thing is, period. in my opinion... I'm Okay, go, I'm sorry no, to interrupt you. Um, the stats you brought up, like, in the fact that Crowell, Isaiah Crowell, okay... Isaiah Crowell just ate them up. Yeah, I would consider it. It's basically, it's the best matchup on the board. But 
ten thousand dollars is just so much and it takes away like so much potential depth in your lineup but obviously the floor is there but i just can't see myself paying that much for one player in a vacuum i totally agree with you like on the surface 10k for one player just isn't optimal like you're making you're gonna have to make so many sacrifices on your lineup to get that in there but in the context of this slate specifically i'm looking around and from a perspective of game selection i feel like tampa bay and atlanta and cincinnati pittsburgh are going to be absorbing pretty much all of the the plays across the board everyone is going to be targeting those two games and everything else is just going to sort of be a wasteland and when you look at the other options this week i don't think mccaffrey is as solid a play as he has been I don't think Gordon is as solid of a play traveling from west to east facing a a good run defense in the Browns. And then, I mean, you could look at James Conner again on the road this time, uh, Joe Mixon at home, but against a, you know, a pretty good run defense in the Steelers. You know, Zeke Elliott is low. He's at 7K, but he's facing Jacksonville. It's like, if you're not paying up for Gurley, are any of these options really that much better? I mean, you make a great point. But I, I, think, I think I would just look to some lower players that also have good matchups, maybe like Jordan Howard against the Dolphins, who ranked 28th in run defense. Um, Delvin Cook, if he's healthy, against the Cardinals, who are allowing 132 yards on the ground. You can't play Delvin Cook. Um, don't listen to Joey. Not in cash, I don't think. No. Too much Especially risk. Especially coming off that injury. He hasn't yeah. played in what? That's, that's true. Through. But, you know, you got to consider him. In that same Especially game, what do you healthy. think about David Johnson? 5900 his price continues to drop. Yeah, I don't know why. He just, had a good, he just had three pretty decent games in a row. I think it's probably being priced down because of, oh, you know, going on the road. Yeah, and Minnesota's Minnesota, got a yeah. good run defense, even though their pass defense hasn't been all that this year. But, I mean, are you guys uh, considering David Johnson on the road for 5900 GPP. Um, GPP, yeah, GPP, maybe. You know what? I guess you kind of do have to play Gurley. I mean, these running backs suck this week, yo. They, they do. I mean, like, I mean, who else are you considering in cash? I mean, early in the week, it is Wednesday night for us. So, like you said, like Howard, I think, on the surface is a good play, but I'm not playing Jordan Howard in cash. He, he can't put it together this year. I'd be more inclined personally to play Tariq Cohen in that same backfield at, at 4.6K. We finally saw him get used the way he should be used last week. He had 13 carries and seven catches on eight targets. If he gets that kind of usage again, I'd be super interested in playing Cohen at 4.6, but, um, you know, he's in a good matchup. The Dolphins are allowing 100 yards on the ground per week. They have allowed the seventh most receiving yards per game to running backs this year. So it's a good matchup all around for Cohen. But the problem is he hasn't really gotten those targets up, you know, up until this point with uh, Matt Nagy's offense. He hasn't gotten over four targets besides last week uh, so far this year. So do you guys have any faith in, in Cohen or Howard? Um, not not I mean, Howard. Do. I don't have faith in him. Because they don't want to give him the ball. But what about Cohen? I love yeah. Cohen. I've, I like I like Cohen a lot for 46. But, okay, so say you play Gurley, then you're going down to Ronald Jones in cash? I will absolutely not play Ronald Jones. If he's starting, if he's declared the starter and they yeah, yeah, yeah. and they specifically say he's getting he's getting the work, Yes, I'm playing him for thir- for 3,900 against Atlanta's terrible defense versus running backs. Yes. I still wouldn't. I would rather pay up uh, another 500 for Chris Carson, who, I mean, yes. as, as much of as, you know, I'm not super into Chris Carson. He's 4.4K, so he missed a week four. Uh, he missed week four due to an injury, but he topped 100 yards in week three before that injury. And last week, in his first game back from the injury, he went 19 carries for 116 yards against the Rams. So, um, you know, this week he he gets the Raiders, who are allowing the fourth most rushing yards per game to running back. I think Chris Carson is is a much better play than Ronald Jones in that in that low price range. I'm just going matchup wise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a better matchup for Jones. It's just he has been getting nothing but horrible reports out of, you know, the preseason and training camp. So That's definitely a Sunday morning decision for me. I mean, then 
But right now, right now, if we're talking specifically right now, I 100% agree with you guys. 100%. And then, I mean, if you just want to throw, I mean, a dart shot, just we expect Ronald Jones to be the starter, but maybe you could play Peyton Barber. Get him at low ownership. No, because I think right now Barber's the best running back. He's just had a he's just had a rough couple weeks to start the season. And he's thirty five hundred. And like you said, he's going up against probably one of the worst defenses defenses in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you definitely could look there, but I don't know. I you just can't trust it. I mean, and like you said, I would definitely go up to Chris Carson. He had twenty touches against the Rams, thirty two carries, uh in week three so as long as you're getting those touches the floor should be there in cash and then it's looking like lamar miller is gonna play oh, i don't know if he's gonna start like the way but sounds. if he were to if he were to be out i would also consider alfred blue oh i thought we were key. i thought we were going for a lamar miller play. no 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 oh. alfred blue in his past game against the cowboys he had 28 touches and scored 19.9 points at a 3,900 salary. Yeah, home against the Bills. That's a good matchup. Yeah, it's not optimal. What about McCoy with all the work he's been getting? We, sh- we should bring up with McCoy. There's some heavy trade speculation out there that he could get traded to the Eagles. Um, I did want to ask you guys about that. What would you give up for McCoy? Because I did hear what they want for him. I mean, McCoy's a 30-year-old running back at the tail end yes. of his career who's gotten so many touches. I wouldn't give up more than, like, a fifth-round pick for him. Did you in, hear in what, they, want, did you the hear what they asked for him? No. A third, right? A second and a third. I'm pretty sure. A second. Well, they would okay. never get See, that. That's crazy. Yeah. But here's, the, never get here's that. the thing. If you, if you were Brandon Bean... Would you trade McCoy for less? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cliche, but I would trade him for like the highest offer. What what like, is the minimum you, you would trade him for? Seventh round pick. Oh my god. <laughs> so wait, are you talking in terms of what I would give up for no, him? No. What like, would what you the... What would you let him go for? What would you uh, like accept an offer for? A bag of pistachios. <laughs> nah, be, be <laughs> if a serious. team is if a team is offering me a. Th- Third round pick from McCoy, he's gone. Okay. Fourth round pick. I don't agree with the fourth round pick. No. What does a thirty year old running back at the end of his career do for a team that has no shot of making the playoffs? Absolutely nothing. This is what he That's no, why no, no, no. He, this is what he does for the team. He gives Josh Allen someone around him that's talented. Do you really want uh someone you just invested your future in to have Calvin Benjamin and Zay Jones and Chris Ivory around him? Or do you want a superstar behind him? Chris Ivory has looked good. I don't care how he's looked for one week. (laughs) Multiple weeks. Marcus Murphy. I I totally feel what you're saying, Jared, but I mean this coaching staff to me hasn't really shown that they care about surrounding Allen with talent. I think that this, I mean, you know, this is the first time they gave him over 10 touches on the ground last week against Tennessee. Like they're not using him. What's the, they're not even using him. What's the point of having him on your roster if A, you're not going to use him, B, you're not going to the playoffs. You might as well do what you can to start building for next year because that's the next time you're going to have a shot to be a, a team worth anything in the NFL. Let's I mean, I would say not even next year. I would say like four years, five Dead years. Deadass. My thing is I I respect that Brandon Bean wants that much. And I, I agree I would not trade him for a penny less. There is no way you surround someone who, who you just invested your future on with Chris Ivory, Calvin Benjamin, and Zay Jones. And that's it. And then you just give up your best player for a, a bag of rice. <laughs> a bag of a bag of M&M's. Like, peanut, I, peanut M&M's. Not the regular ones. Like, bro, like seriously. I mean, I mean you make you make valid points, 100%. But, but. just going back to, to DFS this week, I mean, if there's anything to these trade rumors, and I don't think that they would be leaked to the media if there wasn't anything to them, um... I mean, from the Bills' perspective, if they're interested in trading him, you'd think that they would put on a show, right? I mean, try and get him as much work as possible, show that he's still got the juice. They want a third-round pick. They're going to have to show something. He hasn't had 100 yards this this year. Like, they got to show he's still that player. So, I mean, at 5,500 on DraftKings, I think he's a good play. And right below him, by the way, 
Uh, Naheem Hines has really started to turn it on this year. He had 15 carries last week, uh, seven catches on nine targets. He had 11 targets the week before. 5,100, Naheem Hines could be a great salary saver to sort of take advantage of DraftKings PPR scoring. For McCoy, wouldn't you think if there's any traction to the trade rumors, he doesn't play? If they're close no. to a deal, like why why would you risk him getting injured? Yeah, you you could see both you could see both sides. You know, like, like if I he still needs to show that he has it, but if they are close to a trade, he shouldn't play. Yeah, like I'm not risking that. If I could actually get something for him and I'm willing to trade him, which I personally wouldn't do it, but if they're willing to do that, there's no way he plays. Especially if they're close on anything. There's no way he plays. And if he does, he's not playing that much. That'd be stupid. Either way, I mean, on the road, I'm not playing him anyways right. against the pretty <laughs> defense, yeah. to, to be honest. Um, enough of the trash Bills talk. Uh, let's move on. Um, are you guys looking at any of the Falcons running backs for cash? Uh, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. Well, uh, Devontae Freeman missed practice again on, well, actually for the first time on Wednesday, but Ian Rappaport reported that he's doubtful for Sunday's game. Okay. So, so Tevin Coleman. If, if Freeman is out, I think Tevin Coleman is potentially one of the best plays on the board at 5,400, even though he will likely split some work with Ito Smith, who has gotten involved in the games that Freeman missed thus far. Um, I still think Coleman's a great play. The Bucks are actually worse against receiving running backs than the Falcons are, who have that reputation. So, I mean, Coleman at 5,400 seems like a great play to me. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely like Coleman as well this week, especially if Freeman's out. Um, but everybody's gonna look to that game. Yeah. Especially on this nasty slate. For sure. Um, the cash running backs are definitely limited this week, in my opinion. Um, I definitely like Hines, as you mentioned, Gurley. Other than that, there's it's honestly dart throws. Um. Jared, what do you think? I know you're. I know you like Joe Mixon quite a bit more than Joey does. What do you think about Mixon? I mean, he got all the work last week. Gio Bernard isn't expected to be back yet, so we got Joe Mixon in a home matchup with a high team total. Um, What's the team total facing? At? Uh, the Bengals are twenty seven point seven five. All right. Favorites, um, two point five point favorites um it's a it's a tough run defense with the Steelers but um you know Mixon the 7500 should get the work I just don't know I mean Mixon and James Conner both to me are questionable plays like James Conner on the road 7.7k James Conner on the road is a better play than him at home I'm gonna say that right now we went through these stats before how they statistically give the running backs more carries on the road mm-hmm. yeah but 7.7K to me is oh, a no, steep price not. for someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially considering how inconsistent he's been. It's like he's either going to get 25 touches or he's going to get like 10. And that, yeah. to me, that's just not someone I would rather just pay up for, you know, Gordon, McCaffrey, or Gurley at that point. Um, mid-range, TJ Yeldon. So Yeldon has been pretty much one of the most secure backs you could play whenever Fortnite misses uh, through the past season and a half. Um, the Jags added Jamal Charles this week. And they're facing a much tougher run defense than they did last week. The Chiefs, who, like we know, allow a ton of, uh, you know, points to running backs. This week they're facing Dallas, who has an, actually a pretty good run defense. So TJ Yeldon got priced up. He's now 6.4K. I'm not quite as high on him at, at that price tag um, again in this matchup on the road. Uh, do you guys feel like going back to Yeldon this week? And do you think that the Charles signing will impact him negative, negatively? Um, I I love Yeldon this week honestly against the Cowboys uh defense. Um, I I think, I think the Cowboys actually might win that game. You know, I, I was gonna talk about their defense and the defense section, but they have a pretty underrated defense honestly. Yeah. And especially with them being at home, that definitely gives them an edge. So I would expect the Jags to be behind but maybe it might be closer um and then that just means just work for yeldon he he's a great pass catching running back obviously helps in DraftKings. you know you get that point for every catch 
Um, he's going to be the workhorse, and I'm not scared with Jamal Charles. He's washed up, so they just need some depth behind him. Damn, no respect for a perennial Hall of Famer, man. That's I'm Okay, he's a Hall of Famer, great player, but let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. No, I, I agree with you. In that same game, though, um, you know, I'm totally right there with you with Dallas defense. I think they're the best defensive play on the slate. But um, in GPPs, I've got some interest in Zeke Elliott. Tough matchup, but still, I mean, 7K, you're getting a discount for the matchup. He's at home, and I think Zeke has the potential to go off at any time. So I think people will definitely be off him facing Jacksonville. 7K, I'm, I'm all over it for GPPs, not cash, though. Yeah, I love Zeke for GPPs as well. All right, so let's move on to quarterback here, and let's talk about the big thing everyone is going to be debating for the week. Jameis Winston coming back, starting his first game. He got some action uh, at the end of week four before going into their bye last week. He looked all right through two picks. Um, Jameis Winston, 5.8K. I think he's going to be super popular. Everyone's going to be attacking this Atlanta-Tampa Bay game. Atlanta constantly gets torched through the air, and their offense is so good that the teams are always passing in these games. So do you guys have any interest in Winston at 5.8K this week? Honestly. Great play. Uh, what? Seriously? <laughs> yes. Great play. Hmm. Him and Matt Ryan are going to be the two most owned quarterbacks on this slate. 100% guaranteed. And honestly, they're probably both going to snap. The The Bucks are giving are giving up 370 yards passing per game. The Falcons are giving up 287 passing yards per game. So, I mean, the Falcons' pass defense is a little bit better, but it's still pretty bad. Uh, the Bucks and the Falcons are both in the bottom four of the league in passing touchdowns allowed per game. The Bucks are the only team that is giving up over three passing touchdowns. The Falcons are giving up 2.4, which is fourth worst. Like, that's where everybody's going to go, and that's kind of where you have to go if you want to cash, in my opinion. So, I mean, for all those reasons, I think Matt Ryan, the most expensive quarterback on the on the slate at 6.8K, is an amazing play. He hasn't scored under 30 points in any of his home games uh, up to this point this year. Um, so is the 1,000 in savings worth going down to Winston, who, you know, frankly, I think has some question marks coming back into this year. I mean, he didn't even have assurances from his own coaching staff that he'd be starting over Fitzpatrick. And, and frankly, I don't think Winston is that great of a player. I think he's overhyped. I think his draft stock has given him some, you know, like a long rope with, with this team and some shaky play uh, since coming into the league. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, Winston coming back, knocking his rust off in a division game on the road, like, I see it. I totally see it. But I think he's going to be probably, because of his price, the most owned quarterback especially in cash games and I would rather go up to Andy Dalton who's been playing for the last five weeks um and is at home or just go all the way up to Matt Ryan uh just strictly in terms of cash games like what are you guys thinking yeah Andy Dalton is definitely a good pivot off Jameis Winston for 500 more I mean the Steelers have a worse defense than the um Falcons the Steelers are giving up 320 yards passing per game. They're giving up 2.6 touchdowns to quarterbacks per game. They're 31st in points per game allowed to quarterbacks. So they're worse than the Falcons. So that's a great pivot. And, you know, he, he should be in the top six, you know, own quarterbacks for this week. But Winston will definitely be more than Andy Dalton, and that's a great pivot off, off Winston. I'm going Matt Ryan, and I think that's easy. Um, I'm willing to pay up for Matt Ryan. I mean, he had a bad game last week, but like Ben said, in these home games, he's been completely snapping. They haven't scored under 30 points as an offense in their home games. I guess he's turning into Big Ben on the road, it, could, it seems like. I, lo I love Matt Ryan, and I'm going right back to the well with Julio, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But... If you want to pivot, I love Russell Wilson. By the way, put that out there. Below Interesting. Winston. For Wilson G at 5.7. For GPP only, not cash. What do you like about Wilson? I mean, last last week, he put up 20 points with only throwing for 198 yards. And, I mean, his rushing, his rushing 
points per game are, are bound to go up as all the way back in like third I think 2013 or 14 he averaged like seven points per game rushing fantasy like seven fantasy points per game rushing or some some something crazy like that so once his offense gets going and Baldwin gets a little bit healthier we see we saw Lockett um finally do something last week so and the Raiders defense is terrible I'll put that out there too they just traded away the whole defense at the beginning of the year and um I don't know I love Wilson I think he's he's turning a corner and I think the Seahawks might turn a corner I think they're gonna take this game and I think they're gonna literally just take this game probably put up close to 30 points that game could be a blowout could be a shootout I don't know but I love Seattle side no matter what interesting interesting yeah that- can't you can't go wrong uh playing players going up against a John Gruden defense who who traded away Khalil Mack. Let's not let's not forget that Russell Wilson is a superstar in this league. Straight up. That is. Yeah. And he's going against a against a bad defense and he's under six K. That man is a superstar. He's like would we say would yeah. we say top five? Top seven? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Top five. Top five. Yeah. Like this is a superstar that's a hundred more than Blake Bortles and a hundred less yeah. than Jameis Winston. So think think about that when you're making your GPPs. Yeah, you know that that's a good call, but I mean, uh, you know, since you brought it up, Blake Bortles, I mean, he seems to be like in this weird realm where his real life and his fantasy are like completely not aligned. Like he had a horrible game last week through one touchdown and four interceptions, but still had 28 points. And a lot of that comes from his rushing usage and garbage uh, time. He's facing the Cowboys this week who are allowing the fourth most rushing yards to quarterback per game. So that kind of aligns with what Bortles does well at 5,600. I mean, I don't know. I haven't considered him yet for cash because I think I can't get off my bias of how I don't think he's a good player. But, I mean, you know, that really doesn't matter in DFS. I might just have to to play Bortles. I mean, at 5.6K, he allows you to do things like, pl- like play Gurley. Where if you're going up to Matt Ryan, who I think is the clear best play on the board at quarterback, it's like – can I pay up for the most expensive quarterback and the most expensive running back? It's it's just hard to do in cash. Not interested in Blake Bortles. I feel like a lot of his, unless they blow out Dallas early, which I don't anticipate, a lot of his points come from garbage time. I don't see this being a blowout either way. I think it's just going to be run heavy with the running backs. Um... Mm-hmm. Not a fan of Bortles at all. Like I said, I'd rather go up to Russell Wilson. Honestly, if you want a GPP, just go down to Case Keenum. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Keenum, you know, that game has a pretty high point total. Um, the, what is it, second highest? No, I'm tripping. Third, fourth highest on, on the week. One of the uh, four games with a point total over 50 is the Denver Rams game. So, yeah, I mean, Keenum, I guess, would be an option. He's also been playing pretty bad. But what about Jared Goff at 6K? I, I was just I was just going to mention Jared Goff. Um, you know, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes as the MVP right now. Jared Goff is having just as good as a season. He's actually leading the NFL in quarterback rating, if you didn't know that. Now you do know that. He's at 119.7 for his QBR. 1700 yards 12 touchdowns four interceptions um, i wonder what it was at before last week because last week was kind of a bad game for him he's averaging 26.2 points per game uh, he did have a down week against seattle he only scored 19 he also lost um, cooks and uh yeah cup in that game both of whom look to re- to be coming back but they're both still in concussion protocol so watch that yeah but for 6k you're potentially getting an MVP candidate this season. So, I mean, you kind of have to look there, honestly. But in Denver... Denver's defense um, is nothing to be afraid of in 2018. What about uh, what about this play? And stick with me here. Deshaun Watson at 6,400. Strictly GPP. Deshaun Watson at 6,400. Yeah, I mean, Watson has been nothing but consistent. I mean... And good news for Watson, Tredavious White... 
is injured right now, and he there's a real chance he doesn't play. Who's gonna um, be Who's gonna be covering Hopkins? That is that is true. Deshaun Watson has gone over three hundred yards in his last four games. He actually scored, or he actually threw for three hundred eighty-five yards week three and three hundred seventy-five yards the past two weeks, scoring over. 25 points in each game since week one against the Patriots. Yeah, Can we just talk about that catch by Hopkins against the Cowboys? The catch and run. Jesus yeah. Christ. He just, he, like, this dude ran through their whole defense. Yeah. And um, back to Watson, the only reason I still believe he scored under 20 points week one is because, I mean, first game back of an ACL tear. Yeah. Going in, going yeah, into New England against against. I'm just say Belichick. <laughs> Going against Belichick, yeah, I mean, like he's especially in week yeah. one. Yeah, so this dude is he's consistent. I mean, at 6,400, <laughs> he's average. He's averaging to four xu already. So like GPP, yeah, it's probably a lock for me in a couple lineups. And Hopkins mm-hmm. is only 77. What's Will Fuller? 68. Yeah, that's that's cash. Last week was the first time Will Fuller didn't score a touchdown with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I mean, Fuller's been priced up. He's not the same value, must-GPP play that he was when he was, like, 5.9 and lower. Um, still a great play every week in GPPs, although they are getting uh, Kiki Katui more, you know, involved in the offense. But, I mean, I think we're pretty safe to move on to receiver here uh, since we're already talking about it. Um Jared, you know, you said you're going to play Julio. Tell me why. I mean, he's not going to score a touchdown, as we all know. So, I mean. No, he scores a touchdown this week. Bold bold prediction. <laughs> bold. All right. It's crazy that it's a bold prediction that one of the best receivers in the NFL <laughs> is going to score a touchdown. I am 100% predicting he scores a touchdown. But uh, Is there anything to back that up Julio? besides, like, just a, a gut feeling? or? I mean, I was going to talk about it after – after Jared, go, but yeah, go ahead, Jared. All right, so here's my thing with Julio. His price went down 600 at 7900. If you want to pair him with Matt Ryan, which I think everybody is going to do, because why wouldn't you? He's playing a pass defense that gives up 358 yards per game through the air. Like, even if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's still getting 25 points. Like, he might put up a 200-yard game. Yeah, I mean, he's already put up 169 and 173 this year. Yeah, he averages he averages almost 20 points a game and has zero touchdowns. So if he scores you a touchdown, you <laughs> might get a 40-point game from Julio. He's a complete lock in in um everything. everything. Yeah. I'm playing him in yeah, every, every, you're playing every him in cash games. I'm playing him in every single lineup I make, Ben. Why is Julio Jones at 7.9 a better play than Calvin Ridley at 6.3 or Muhammad Sanu at 4.8, all in the same matchup? All right. Let me, let me, let me spit these facts to you real quick, Big all facts. right? Yeah. Julio Jones, when he's priced under 8,000, has completely snapped, all right? So going over the course of the last two seasons, when he was priced under 8,000, he has scored 20, 12, kind of a down game. 53 against the Bucks. 53. That's when he dropped, what, 200-plus yards receiving? Maybe, like, two touchdowns. I'm not too familiar with the game. 25, 22, 31. All when he's priced under 8,000. And then 14.6 this year. Yeah, and 14.6, yep. So, so two bad games in there. He has 55 targets on the season. He has 34 completions. That comes out to a 29% target share in the Falcons offense, which is pretty high. So you're getting that elite usage, right? I mean, the red zone targets are concerning. He only has two red zone targets. Calvin Ridley does lead Atlanta in red zone targets with five. So, I mean, that's concerning. But I think Julio breaks a long long touchdown, and he gets his first one. I I think he's seeing what everybody's saying and he's like all right i gotta go i gotta go burn brent grimes is like come i'm on. gonna say this right now if we had 100 followers tomorrow on twitter 
and Julio Jones does not score a touchdown this week, I will randomly give somebody $25 who follows us. Because Julio Jones, well, I am that confident Julio Jones is going to score a touchdown this week. I am as confident as Jared. And I feel He's like I have to, to he... be the voice of reason here because, like, for example, one of that, that game where you said 14.6 points that he scored under 8K, that was week three this week against New Orleans, right? So that's just as equal a smash spot, if not a better spot, in my opinion. I mean, the Falcons put up 43 points in that game with Julio Jones only scoring 15, less than 15 points. And, and, and Julio Jones, this isn't a small sample size thing anymore. He has scored three touchdowns since last year, bro. Three touchdowns. Like, he's 7.9. Why wouldn't you just pay up 100 to play A.J. Green, who, like we talked about, is in a better matchup against Pittsburgh versus, you know, Tampa Bay? Or, or if Tredavious White is out, pay down 200 for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, okay. You go ahead and do that, and we will. <laughs> me and Jared will play Julio, and we will smash every tournament if everybody thinks that way, because Julio is going to snap, and he has the best matchup on the board. AJ Green does not have the best matchup. The Bucks obviously have the worst pass defense. Okay, but I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna just say this right now: if Joe Hayden plays, AJ Green might not catch a ball. Cause he is kidding me, bro. Look at their track record. AJ Green has done nothing but own Joe Hayden their whole I, their whole career together. I'm pretty sure it's the opposite way around. It is the opposite way around, Ben. Joe Hayden um, locks up AJ Green. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That is the other way around. But um, okay. So I mean, the thing is, is I'm totally with you guys. I think Julio is a great play. That being said, I I mean, I don't think that you're gonna get. An, an ownership discount on him this week. I think he's going to be the most owned wide receiver. And at that point, it's like, if he is the most owned wide receiver, I don't see what the upside is in playing him when there's so much reason to think he'll let down again. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. So, so if you think that, then would you go up to Mike Evans in that same game? 1,000%. I think Mike Evans is arguably the best GPP play on the board. If you're getting him at an ownership discount to Julio, I can't wait to play Mike Evans because, I mean, just think about Jameis Winston coming back. Like, this this might be, like, a little bit narrative-driven, not so much stats-driven, but, I mean, just think about, like, what's Jameis Winston going to do? He's going to lock on to Mike Evans and tear this Falcon secondary up. Like, I mean, he has no rapport with Chris Godwin for the most part. Deshaun Jackson and him were completely off in their rhythm all year last year. Deshaun Jackson found way more success with Fitzmagic than he did with Winston at all last year. So, I mean, I think that Evans getting his boy Winston back, I, they're going to go ham together. I love Mike Evans. It's actually it's actually Fitz tragic now, not Fitzmagic. <laughs> Sorry, I missed the memo. Um, but I completely agree. I think, I think Mike Evans and Julio both snap and put on monster games. So if you can somehow fit both of them in your lineup, you definitely You'll could right. if you play some of those value running backs we talked about. But um, I also like Mike Evans just for this reason because I looked up his stats versus the Falcons. I don't know how accurate this is, but I think it is. For his last eight games versus the Falcons, he averages 10 targets, 6 catches, 87 yards, and almost a touchdown. So that's... Yeah, Evans, Evans should be a smash play. This I week. mean, 6-87 is... 14.7 plus a touchdown. He averages over 20 points a game versus the Falcons. Um, let's, who else are you guys interested in? Uh, Julio Jones? I mean, specifically in this game, are you interested in Ridley or Sanu or, or Godwin or Deshaun Jackson? Julio Jones. Probably Julio Jones. Um, you got to not on a serious note. You got to, you got to be interested in some of the other Falcons options. Um, I wish, like, oh my god, I wish Fitzpatrick was playing this game because I'd play Deshaun Jackson every lineup. Yeah, I mean, at 5.9, I think he's a good play. I mean, we're talking about such a depleted secondary in the Falcons, but I, I just I can't really see playing him in Winston's first game back. I mean, definitely in GPPs. I mean, no way in cash. Yeah. I think Godwin, though, is pretty sneaky at 4.4K. I mean, he's been having a pretty good season up to this point. Last week was disappointing, but other than that, he did nothing but put up double digits and, and score touchdowns in each of the first three weeks. So, I mean, if him and Winston can connect, I think that he should be a pretty good play. Plus, he'll obviously avoid Trufant, so. Yeah. I think 
I think the winning millionaire maker lineup will be a stack of this game. What about hundred percent? What about I mean, isn't Calvin Ridley a lock? For cash? He's scored a touchdown on every Georgia Dome game he's played so far in his long career. <laughs> and he leads the team in red zone targets with five. I mean at and out of at those... home he four for sixty four and a touchdown, seven for one forty six, three touchdowns. Four for fifty four, two touchdowns. Yeah, he's a good play, no doubt. Um, I don't know if I'd go there and cash. I think you can find a a better like target share under him, and I'm probably gonna be trying to save so I can get Gurley in. But I mean, if I get off Gurley and cash, then I'm probably gonna be looking at all these top end receivers. It's just it's it's early in the week still, but um, yeah, I mean I like Ridley for sure. Not playing Sanu, no chance. So. I mean, if Sanu gets healthy, I mean, he's questionable right now. He was limited Wednesday. But I think Sanu is probably the best cash yeah. play there is in this game. I mean, you know. He has, he, or he has the second most targets on the team. Um, he's doing it different yeah. ways. Went over 100 yards yeah. in week four. Got a touchdown in week three and week five. I mean, he's consistent. Yeah. He's the, low, the lowest priced. So Four red zone targets. Yeah, not playing him. Probably going to play Julio, so, Another receiver that I would consider for cash would be Tyler Boyd at 6,000. Mm-hmm. 100%. Against, yeah. against Steelers, yeah, that's that's a, that's a main play of mine. Um, Do you think we'll get lucky but, enough to have the all the fish get off of him after a disappointing week last no. week? Or you think people are going to go right back to it? Uh, yeah, people will go right back to him. That's a shame. So that's a shame because if we could have got him at low ownership based on people being stupid, that would have been awesome. The people that are that are going to be low owned are going to be like the dudes like Thielen, Diggs, um, Robert Woods, Sanders. Mm. Just those kind of like in those that weird price range in a you know not a great matchup. But not a bad matchup, you know. What about uh at fifty two hundred Amari Cooper, whose current season trajectory basically goes, you know, trash game blows up, trash game blows up, and last week was a trash game, so we could expect, you know, this week for yeah, him, just, him just to by smash. logical thinking, <laughs> logical thinking, he's gonna he's gonna score twenty five this Wait, week. Wait, who did he well, play yes, last week? Oh. The Chargers. Goat. The GOAT. Chargers. The goat. Two yeah, points. The GOAT. He played Darius Slay in coverage? Or, no, oh, no. No, Darius Slay no, got torn up by Devontae Adams last week. Oh, right, right, right. Indeed he did. Um, <laughs> no, nah, he but played. What is, it, what is it with Cooper getting, you know, locked up by over Casey 10 Hayward? targets every other game? He got locked up by Casey Hayward. That's historically, it historically happens. He gets locked up by Casey Hayward. I mean, it's happened every it, time. That kind of makes sense. Looking at his game log, so he faced Hay- Hayward in his bad game last week. He faced Xavier Howard in week three in his other bad game. And in week one, he was on uh, Tlaib in the Rams. So, I mean, you know, there's no opposing corners in Seattle that scare me right now. They just lost Earl Thomas for the year. So, I mean, GPP. it stands to reason that Cooper at 52, I mean, he obviously has the upside. I like Cooper as a play, especially, I mean, Jared, if you're going to be going with any Wilson, um, bring it back with Cooper. Love that play. And right above him for cash games, I got to shout out, because uh, I know Joey won't shout him, shout him out after last week, but I think John Brown, absolute great play once again. Had 14 targets. He failed to really do anything with it, but he's the most productive receiver uh, on the Ravens, and as we've talked about a few times, I mean, his games could be so much bigger than they are. He's he's like just a second off, and and one of these days it's gonna happen. He's still been super productive though. I mean, honestly, every time, bro, he they miss a deep ball by like a step every game. Like, come on, you gotta you gotta catch one eventually, right? Yeah, I mean, this might be the week. I mean, that being said, John Brown has as many touchdowns this year as Julio has over the last, like, you know, what, 25 games? So, you know, I'm all in on John Brown and cash. So, last week, the low-owned player to have was Scantling, right? So, Mm -hmm. do you guys like any 
of the receivers in that in that scantling range of like three thousand to four thousand because I'm not I'm not really seeing seeing too much value um, this week. Uh, let's take a look. Not that low. I mean, on the lower end, I kind of like uh, like we mentioned. I mean, the lowest I've really looked and and seriously considered is Godwin at four point four k. If you know Kiki Katui maybe at 4.6 he's been getting a decent amount of targets 15 in his first game seven last week um I'd be interested in both of those guys as sort of lower range plays but I think it would take an injury to open up somebody in that like sub 3.5 range yeah honestly. I agree lowest I would go is Godwin yeah just just to bring up one more receiver um we didn't we didn't uh, touch on Antonio Brown. Yeah. You guys playing him this week at eight point seven k? I mean, is that just is that just because of the Big Ben Road or home and away split? It's it's that even though AB scored twenty four points week one, it's that, and I'm paying up for Julio, and there's a good chance I might pay up for Gurley if Ronald Jones doesn't Ronald Jones doesn't start, but like. Like I said, I don't make my lineups on Sunday, so I can't. I mean, Antonio Brown is an amazing play week in and week out. Like, no matter what. Mm. Just like Thielen right below him. Which I think a lot of people will overlook Thielen as well. It, again, you just Thielen a, is the Saquon Barkley of wide receivers. Nothing but consistent, and nobody will play They're going to go on this app and see that Arizona ranks third against wide receivers. But, like, that's mainly, mainly Pat Pete. And Thielen hasn't got – he had one game under seven catches this this year, and he hasn't gone under 100 yards yet. And he hasn't had less than 10 targets in one yeah. game. You get, you get insane usage at a lower ownership. Yeah, he's 8,500, so you gotta, you got to pay up for him. But you're, you're getting – no lie, he's been better than a- Antonio Brown this year. He yeah. – That's just facts. Best receiver this year, right, so far? Yeah, so far, yeah. You'd have to say Him, that for sure. Him, the the top receivers right now, you know, not based on names, would be him, D Hop, and uh, you could throw, um, Michael Thomas in there, you know, he's he, he's definitely up in there, and you know you could throw AB, but I would say Thielen is probably playing the the best football out of any wide receiver right now, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean for me I I like Antonio Brown, but there's just I don't know, Big Ben on the road, like 8700. I don't know. I would rather play Mike Evans this week. I would rather play AJ Green this yeah. week. No. I love DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. AJ Green is my Smith. favorite player in football, hands down, fun fact. But he gets locked up by my other favorite player in football, <laughs> Joe Hayden, almost every time they play. You want you want another fun fact, Jared? What? AJ Green actually wrote an article saying, or the article was about the top five toughest corners he faced. Guess who was on the list? Joe Hayden. Yes. The goat, my son. Oh, what a what a good guy. He's one of the toughest corners that AJ Green has ever faced in his. Is that ranked? I is I don't think it's ranked, but he if it is, then he was second. should be number one. He said Pat, he said Pat Pete was one, and Joe Hayden was two. If it's going, if that's the order in which the article was presented, but I don't think it's ranked. I think it's just in general. But yeah, another fun fact for you. Yeah, it's lit, dude. Um, other than that, the only other receivers I think are really worth mentioning here. I like all of the the Rams receivers. We'll see who who comes back healthy, but I mean if one if one of them were to sit, it would make the healthy guys just absolute smash plays. And if both of them are were to sit, um Cooks and Cup, Robert Woods at 69 is like a lock and load every single lineup. And yeah. one more GPP play if he uh if they can connect Jarvis Landry at 66. He hasn't gotten under 10 targets with Baker Mayfield throwing on the ball. Yeah, um, I like that. Let's transition to tight end because uh, in terms of Baker Mayfield throwing the ball, I think Njoku at tight end is actually a pretty solid play. He led the Browns in 
targets last week with 11. He's 3.8K. I mean, if you can get a player who's getting that kind of, you know, target share at 3.8, um, you have to definitely consider him. So, I mean, we've got we've got Njoku at 3.8. We've got Austin Hooper at 3.5, who I think is going to be super popular. Um, O.J. Howard was slated to miss, but he actually – Looks like he got healthier during his bye week. So, I mean, I was pretty interested in Cameron Bray if Howard was to miss. But, I mean, if, if you know, Howard comes back, that's probably a fade on both of them. Cameron but Bray would be say, a smash play if Howard misses. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'll just, I'm just going to say that the Titans are so trash this week. Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. Yeah, that's disgusting. Is the number one tight end. I mean, me granted, anxious. he has produced. He has produced with Jack Doyle out, but that's just a sight I never thought I'd see. And then, honestly, um, you know, Jared Cook could snap. You know, he had he had his obvious regression last week. Yeah. That was that was a given. Mm-hmm. I just want to bring that up. That's if Jared if Jared Cook snaps one week, you don't even touch him. What about week. what about so, Uzoma? <laughs> To a team that just gave up dart throw. I mean, nine catches to Austin Hooper's trash, trash self. I mean, but he only had two targets against the Dolphins. Yeah, but the Steelers drank thirtieth against tight ends. Granted, granted, Hooper true. probably has a better matchup because Tampa ranks thirty-first. But I mean, five hundred cheaper no. dart throw GPP as as my Maybe. safe tight end play. As my just, just as my safe tight end play for this week, I'm going with Kyle Rudolph, forty four hundred. Yeah, so they're the Cardinals ranked fifth, so people are going to be off of him for a hundred percent fact. People are going to be off of him, but he hasn't had less than five targets since week two, eight six six five, um, and he's scored over nine points. Or he scored over eight points in every game this season, and <clears throat> he's had at least five catches in the last four weeks. Just that's just that's just a safe like I would say cash play for me, guaranteed points at tight end. Do you guys you know, think the Redskins make it a point to get Jordan Reed the ball after getting Molly whopped last week? Well, two days I ago, think, I think I think Reed is. You know, honestly, he's been pretty consistent this week. He was disappointing against New Orleans, but other than that, I mean, he's been playing pretty well. Um, I definitely like Reed as a tournament play, 5.2K. He has the upside of the guys that we talked about last week, theoretically anyways, is like Ertz and Kelsey and them. He hasn't quite shown it this year, but we know he's got that talent. So, yeah, I'd I'd be interested in Reed in tournaments. I probably won't go there in cash. Is there there any... Anybody else we like at tight end? It's kind I just, of. I just, I just want to talk a little bit more about Austin Hooper. We did mention him in passing, but like, the thing with Hooper. So he's three point five k. He's facing the Bucks, and they're the only team in the league that's allowing over a hundred yards per game to tight end. And he's coming off of a twelve target week, and he's three point five k. So I think he's absolutely slated to be mega chalk in cash games, just in terms of strategy. I might play Austin Hooper just to block my opponents because, like, if we all play Austin Hooper and he does bad, like, oh, well, you know, it, it doesn't all hurt. Lose. Exactly. But if, if I, like, go up to Njoku or something and Austin Hooper snaps in this amazing in like this amazing matchup, yeah, exactly, you're done when a 3.5K, you know, tight end snaps. That being said, I mean, in tournaments, I probably won't touch him uh, at all because – that 12 target game was a clear anomaly. He hasn't had over five at any other point this year. Um, we've seen Hooper in that offense um, for a while now. He has blow up games, but for the most part, he's an afterthought. And with the three receivers, like I could totally see him being looked over again. So cash games, I like him. I think he's going to be super, super highly owned, especially in like double ups and head to heads. Uh, GPPs though. David and Joku, and and if OJ Howard somehow doesn't make it back, Cambrate smash play every lineup. Yeah, um, just another quick thing with Austin Hooper, he does have the second most uh catches on the team behind Julio. Interesting. Um, and he also has four red zone targets. Hmm, quite a bit more than Julio, I would say. 
Well, it's yeah. not going to matter when but... Julio scores a 50-yard touchdown this week and you don't play him. And... A 50-yard touchdown, a 75-yard touchdown, and he'll get like a... He'll get like a sixty-yard catch. Oh, I'm definitely gonna play him. I'm just gonna feel stupid when he busts because I knew he would bust, but I was scared. <laughs> um, but let's talk about DST because I mean, unfortunately, we have to. Um, and this week, like all weeks, it just is like a wasteland. Um, just pick just defense. Just close your eyes. <laughs> scroll down the list. Pick one. You're Gucci. I think I've That's literally it. played the Browns, Titans, and Bills this whole year. And then I played the Packers that okay. one week against the Bills. Speaking yeah. of, uh, Jared, DraftKings caught on to you last week, raised the Titans up to 4K, but, I mean, slid them right back down yeah. to 2.5. Right back. Against the Ravens. <laughs> right back on them, dog. Right back on them? Yeah, em? definitely. Right. That can't go wrong. Fluke. I mean, them, Joe Fluco? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Them and... The Browns, honestly. I like the Browns. Yeah, I like that Browns call. Um, You know, Chargers traveling west to east. Browns defense has been pretty good. They're getting a lot of pressure. Uh, Yeah, I like that play too. I mean, 2.7K. Obviously, yeah. oh, wait, no, we... Wait, wait, wait. They're not 2.7. Sorry, what are they? 2.6. Yeah, 6. I mean, we obviously all like the Vikings, the Jags, the Texans, but no one. I'm not paying up for that. So I love the Browns, and I'm sticking with my Titans. I might play them every week if they're not four thousand. Yeah. Tell you that much. Joey, you mentioned the Cowboys earlier, and that's yeah. that's who I've currently got slated, and it's my favorite play. So, what do you like about the yeah. Cowboys this week? They they just have an underrated defense, and they're going up against a pretty pretty bad quarterback. Let's be real. Yeah. Um. Through four picks okay. last week. Okay, Blake Bortles, he he shows that he can do it, but he can't do it consistently. And the Jags are on the road, and the Cowboys have a really underrated defense. Demarcus Lawrence is one of the best rushers in the entire NFL. Byron Jones is actually the number one ranked cornerback this year so far. Damn. Fun fact. Yes. And, like, you think Cowboys, you don't think defense. You know, they they have Sean Lee. Um, I think the Cowboys is just a great play this week, honestly. All right, call me crazy, but what about the Bengals? I played them in, every, in all my GPPs last week. I mean, last week you definitely ran hot getting two defensive touchdowns. You know, but I mean, I they either score zero or it's been 12, 10, 0, negative 1, or 22. I mean, 50 50, they score over 10. 2.4K at home against the Steelers, who we know struggles on the road. I don't hate that at all. And, and people are going to be stacking that game up, you know. So you could be contrarian by like playing something like Bengals and Mixon, thinking the game goes, you know in the other direction doesn't shoot out and the Bengals just win it, which I could totally see happening. I think the I Bengals, think the Bengals do are win the it. better team. Oh, yeah, me too. They they're very underrated. They're one of the better teams in the AFC, maybe the league right now, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they're just playing really well across the board. Andy Dalton's finally figured his I mean, as long as he doesn't play primetime, like he's money right now. As long as he doesn't have to show his face on TV. I could see it. I could see it. I like all those plays and and you know, I mean, that's what I'm looking for is is low-priced plays at home. So, Bengals, Cowboys yeah. make sense to me. Or does Atlanta, low key, Atlanta low, finally do something? Yes. Low, low, yeah. low-key. I mean, the thing is, I don't think you can play them just because of how many injuries they have and how bad they are. But, like, 2.1K against a turnover-prone quarterback in Winston. That's what I'm saying. His first Maybe start they this just year. take like, one It makes sense. Pick six. Make a, get maybe a little quick pick six to start to the, the game Baja. Room. And dead ass, what are they like? Going to be like one percent or less? Because everyone they yeah, might their moms might be stacking this game. Yeah, you so. might see a half a percent. <laughs> Actually, you probably will. For real. You probably will see a half percent. But let's be real. <laughs> Nobody's gonna play them. What about yeah. no, do you guys no. like Indy on the road? Mm-hmm. I mean, they scored five, nine, uh, ten, eight, and then. They ran into Tom Brady. 
Honestly, I think I'm just going to go with Joey's advice, close my eyes, and and just scroll down and pick one of these low-range defenses. So, you know, if it happens to be the Colts, I probably won't switch it. Sounds good to me. And just, hope for the just, best. Just type, just type in the Titans, lock in 2,500. I'm telling you, dude, the Titans are money. That Titans defense will get you at least, like, right around that 7 to 9 range. And I'm good with that. Yeah. Am I... Uh, non-professional opinion. I think, I think the move is to pay out for defense this week. Oh, you're bugging. <laughs> I think getting the the Bears in there, thirty-three. Think that's, think that's a that's, wave. You know, that's actually Bears not are, bad. Bears or Cowboys. That, that that's is that because you're mad yeah. at Tannehill or? I mean, Ryan Tannehill is freaking <laughs> garbage, but I just love the Bears defense, especially with Khalil Mack. Um. Kyle Fuller is actually playing really well this year. And you want to talk money um, in the bank. They haven't scored less than, you know, 13 points on defense. That's actually yeah. basically the only consistent defense. They're even more consistent yeah. fantasy-wise than, like, the Jags. And, 14, and, like, the Vikings, 17, so. 13, 14. Yeah, I, I love that it. play. But, I mean, again, like, am I paying up for defense? 3.3K is really not that bad, though. So, yeah. it's just it's, it's just tight because, like, bad. you know, I don't know. It's just tight. Especially this Todd Gurley gonna... thing is throwing off my yeah. whole week. We're going to really have to see if some value opens up. But um, let's talk about some low-owned stacks that could potentially win us and our listeners here a GPP. Um, Jared, I'll start with you. What do you like for a low-owned stack this week? Russell Wilson at 5,700, and I'm with you guys on Chris Carson. I don't know how low-owned he's going to be, but Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, and then Tyler Lockett at 5,100. Tyler Lockett has actually only scored under – well, actually, he hasn't scored under 10 points this whole season, and he's only scored under 14 points once. I know it's only – it's been five weeks, but – I mean, 14.9, 17, 18.2, 10.3, 19.4. This could be a game. He's got upside, big playability. Yeah, this could be a game where he goes over 100 yards and scores a touchdown. So I love I love Seattle a lot this week. Any interest in going back to Baldwin, who disappointed everybody last week, and you could definitely get him at low ownership this week? Um, I mean. F Doug Baldwin. <laughs> um. No. Honestly, no. Okay. Just because I think this this Seattle stack is has a huge potential to blow up. I mean, if I made four Seattle stack, I'd have one Doug Baldwin. Put it that way. And are you bringing it back with uh, Amari Cooper in these in these lineups? Um, theoretically. I'll play a Mar- I'll play a Mario Cooper in GPPs as long as he's not playing a top corner. So yes, you can't. He won't good. be in Seattle. Yeah, there isn't one. Always a good. Yeah, player. and if he's playing Casey Hayward, I'll bet that he gets locked up, locked up like he just murdered somebody. <laughs> Damn, savage, Joey. How about you? Uh, low on stack for GPPs All right. this week. So, to win a GPP. You have to have a good quarterback. Okay. So, mm-hmm. I'm going with Unless my son, Jared Goff. Two weeks ago, but... Yeah. Anomaly. Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. All right. I think he will be on the lesser side of ownership in terms of quarterbacks. Obviously, with Matt Ryan, Big Ben, uh, Jameis Winston, you know. Robert Woods. Right. Mm-hmm. Then, so that'd be my only Rams, and then on the running back on the other side with Emmanuel Sanders. Mm-hmm. Low on GPP stack right there for you. Yeah, I mean Sanders. Yeah, you know I like that. The, I like that. They a just lot. got tore. They just got tore up by Tyler Lockett, who plays in the slot. Emmanuel Sanders is a better slot receiver than Tyler Lockett. Makes all the world makes all the sense in the world to me. That's my low on stack for you. So go ahead, play that, and sail to the money or probably last place. But, <laughs> but yeah, confidence. Some think some think about for you for you guys out there and and Ben and Jared. Thanks, man. 
Nice. I appreciate it. So, um, I don't know how low owned Deshaun Watson is going to be this week. So that, that'll impact, you know, if this is a low owned stack or not, but I mean, if Watson is low owned, I absolutely love just going Watson to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, All day. I think that they're really starting to hit their stride. And if White is out, then you're going to be hard-pressed to find any of my lineups without DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. He'll, he'll be an absolute smash play. And adding on to that, I kind of just thought of that last minute because mine was also a Jared Goff stack originally. Um, although I would like to include Jared Goff. Todd Gurley and uh, bringing it back with Woods or even bringing it back with like Cooks or Cup. If they come back from injury, people might be off of them. Um, but I mean, coming off of a concussion, it doesn't usually impact you, you know, like like maybe like a hamstring injury would where you're actually going to be slow. Yeah. Like if you get cleared, you're basically 100%. So um, yeah, you just go out there, get smacked in the head again, and then uh, you just get CT. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we still get the DFS points. So um <laughs> that, that's, that's horrible um but yeah, yeah so I yeah I, I like i like that as an option and then i too would bring it back with emmanuel sanders because he i think is the best uh option on that denver passing um, game so yo, quick little so, yeah. fun fact for the browns defense last mm-hmm. year they allowed a pass rating of 96.2 which is the second worst in the league and this year, they're allowing a 70, 70 passer rating, which is the second best in the league. The GOAT Denzel Ward is the difference on that defense. What a great what the a goats. great draft pick out of the Ohio State University. Go Buckeyes. And that was uh, fun facts with, with Jared. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's going to be it for us on this week six preview ugly slate but like i said the money's still out there and and we are going to sail to it join us hop on the ship and and let's get this money guys so please play julio please play julio especially if you're playing me and i will also play him (laughs) and we will all go down in flames together hashtag hashtag julio scores a td yeah honestly julio scores a td i I gave away 25 dollars Hey, I like it. I like it. All right. Um, yeah, so that's going to be it for us this week. You can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. And my personal Twitter is at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Carrion underscore. And you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. And I just want to give a quick shout out to um, – to to pure leaf you know oh yeah i love you guys honestly that the lemon flavor i had a lemon pure leaf today and it was pretty refreshing yo but um yeah shout out to shout out to pure leaf and shout out to everybody that's still listening uh we appreciate you guys and make sure to follow us on twitter about to hit 100 followers and that's only the start and shout out to my boss if you're listening i was joking i'm not gonna quit don't fire me (laughs) I need this. <laughs> Alright guys. One. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. That's why I said don't fire me. <laughs> <laughs>